It's the heat. It's got to be the heat. Couldn't have been anything else. Yeah. All right. I see us now. Good God. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 245, your once-week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. And I'm Rhett. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. All Super Chats are read on the air so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, I know. I You've tried. Hey. <laughs> Always going for the jugular. I know. <laughs> uh, we talked about that earlier. I have a certain brand of humor. A <laughs> uh, little bit of audio delay on Rhett's audio. Yeah, uh, the reason we're late tonight is actually like none of the video chat services wanted to work well or reliably or at all in some cases. Um, so... I have no idea what's going on with Rhett's broadcast, but his video was delayed in one, not working in another, yet he has 700 up and I've got 700 down. So it's like, <laughs> it just is what it is tonight. What are you gonna do? Yeah. I'll just get my quips locked and loaded well before they, they're needed. Yeah. Luckily the audio is in time, at least I think so, so. Hopefully, yeah. Skull's telling us that it's delayed, but what are you going to do? Well, I can hear you when you're talking. It's just your video is a little bit behind. So, yeah. It's, it's not stupid. like you're going to chime in four seconds late. I never do that. Right. Right. Anyway. Ever. We've got a. <laughs> We've got a good show lined up for you today. Uh, Logitech tells gamers to wake up. Uh, we've got, gosh, what else do we have? Uh, Hacker is selling Twitter data. We've got... Uh, hey, SATA's the new Wi-Fi, bro. SATA's the new Wi-Fi. Hide your kids, <laughs> hide your Wi-Fi. Uh, hide your SATA cables. Yep. And Brewdog hides 50,000 uh, pounds into cans of beer as part of a scavenger hunt. So uh, it's going to be a good one. But let's start the best way we can start every possible show. Uh, let's crack open a beer because holy crap, it's too hot to think about anything else. And I'll let you go first because in the haste of trying to get the stream going and whatnot i forgot to grab mine out of the fridge so uh why don't you go ahead and uh show us what you got yeah i don't mind at all in fact uh, i just got this one from jeff he gave me two of these uh these bad boys it's um uh irish cream multiple infinities from artisanal brew works uh it is a stouged aged a stout aged uh on cacao nibs with irish cream flavor 
Uh, it literally tastes kind of like a uh, a delicious. Keep coming. Keep going. There you are. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> my screen, my camera view is so wide, and yeah. then what I have here is so narrow. Um, anyway. Uh, I had uh, one the other day. It's delicious. It almost tastes like chocolate milk. Um, and not <laughs> these quite, are really I'm good. right. It's not like it's the best thing to drink when it's 100 degrees out. But like I'm, I'm out of the pool. You know, I'm ready to to wind down a little bit. So you know, it's funny is I almost grabbed one of those cans out of my fridge too. <laughs> oh, it's really good. I just had one on Monday. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it was a delight. So yep. Sorry about the framing here. It's like we go from like YouTube to Instagram stories. I don't know what the heck this is, but uh, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, the vertical aspect. You know, hold your phone right, damn it. Uh, I am having a beer for which the can art should probably speak for itself. Uh, uh, we, we've got the the Enterprise shooting phasers at the Death Star. Uh, this is from Long Soon Brewing. Our Longsoon Farmhouse Ales. It is the Intergalactic Cemetery. Uh, Galaxy and Citra Dry Hopped Sour Ale. Uh, not even sure what the ABV is. 4%. It's actually a very, very light beer. But this is brewed up in... Is it Long Beach? Washougal. Washougal, Washington. I also love that whatever's going on with the color on your side is making it look like I'm wearing really bright red lipstick. <laughs> I just figured you hadn't washed it off from the weekend. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's nice that it shows it off because I took me a long time to pick this color. So <laughs> it's a good shade on you. Yeah, it thank really you. Uh, I think Logitech would approve. I think so too. I think so. I mean, you know, before we get a little into bit the more expensive Logitech. Uh, coming from the Logitech brand, but that's right. Before we get into that, uh, we do have a couple of super chats. Uh, first and foremost, I guess we'll go reverse order because uh, Kren sends over a couple Aussie bucks and says, Good day. Good eye, mate. There you go. Uh, Fotes sends over $10. Thank you very much, Fotes. And thank you to Kren as well. Uh, hi, I rewatched this week uh, the video you made when you announced you were going full time. I'm making a life changing move myself by moving to Greece. Drinking a Samuel Smith Perry ABV 5%. Cheers, all. Uh, congrats and good luck on a life-changing move. I was actually just thinking about uh, the last two years, uh, literally just a couple days ago. Uh, like, It's kind of funny because I, I dove into doing the full-time thing, and I didn't really spend any time reminiscing about the decision. It was... Uh, a couple of people, yeah it's like it's go time it's it's you either work or you you don't it's either going to work or it's not and uh so i just kind of hit the ground running and it's it's been a great couple of years um but uh i i've had a couple of moments i've had a couple of of bad days at work but even you know like hey the worst day of fishing is better than the best day at work I kind of think the same thing about being self-employed most of the time. I've had a couple of days where things have gone sideways and things just haven't worked out or I've been ticked off that something happened or someone said something and da 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 and whatnot. And uh, I, f I found myself the other day having one of those days and I just randomly 
drove out. I needed to run a couple errands and ended up coming home on the same road that I drove home from work on. And uh, it's not a road that I take very often anymore. And uh, I look down at the clock and it's 3.50 in the afternoon and I've got the top down on the convertible and, and I'm going, you know, had this been two years ago, I would have not been driving this road until two hours later and I'd probably be even more pissed off than I am now. Like, life's not that bad. <laughs> it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Keep it all in perspective. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, good luck on your future endeavors and uh, on moving to Greece. That sounds like one heck of a move and uh, hope everything works out for you. Yeah. Uh, $200 super chat coming in from Tech Geek. Uh, missed last week because my because of my vacation. Well, I guess that's a good reason to miss it. I uh, thought I'd show some extra appreciation to make up for it. Spent some time in Arizona with some old family friends. My trusty LTT water bottles were a lifesaver with the heat when you're 5,000 feet in the air. Good to be back. Cheers to you both. Cheers, Tech Geek. Uh, good to see you back here. And uh, thank you so much for, for the super chat. Uh, like even my glasses. Cheers. So there, there you go. go. There you go. Can't quite see it, but it'll become clear as my beer goes away. Yep. And Elmas chimes in with 200 yen. Thank you very much, Elmas. Uh, and says, blame the lack of facial hair. Yep. Yep. Blame it. <laughs> All right. Everybody's talking about Jeff's haircut, but nobody's talking about mine. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to see, though. Whatever's going on with your camera makes it look like my hair's black, my shirt's black. It looks like I'm sitting in a, just a dark room. <laughs> Aside from the bright light wall behind me, but oh, that's why I was adjusting the wrong. Uh... There we go. Hello. There we go. Yes, that's I'm back. better. My cheeks are less rosy. My <laughs> lips less red. Sorry, I I had the wrong color profile selected. I had uh... Yeah, and, I, and so I was making adjustments and going, why isn't this changing? I guess I'll just crank it. <laughs> I was messing with completely the wrong one. So now John's profile is like way undersaturated. <laughs> oh, it's all John's fault. I knew it. Yeah, you all have different cameras and I have to tweak them all very slightly differently. And so I actually have uh, pre-made color correction filters inside of OBS for each one of you. That explains, yeah, and I am on a different camera tonight too. Yeah, so that's, uh... yeah, so you, you threw me another curveball. My bad. Yeah, I don't know what I, when I put that thing. <laughs> I've been using it to film my own videos, to break free <laughs> of the craft computing shackles, you know? Yeah. Using company property to get back at the man. <laughs> Where do you think the first 30 server, tuto server tutorials I wrote came from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap, I need to learn this for work. Uh, I might as well write all this down. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I'm partially kidding. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, a couple people mentioned uh, Babyface Rhett. So. Yeah, what's up with that? I mean, I guess I've almost not had a clean face in like 10 years. So yeah, uh, I rocked the mustache for a little bit. I think I had the mustache last time. Like yeah. Literally just two weeks ago. Yeah. And um, I, was, I shaved my face actually because I was going to do a meme. I was going to do my first TikTok meme. Um, but then I had to get my hair cut the next day. And so I didn't quite have the celebrity lookalike, uh, thing that I was going for. 
there's like a meme going around on TikTok, and I was going to try and do mine, um, like celebrity look like thing with uh, Jimmy from uh, That Thing You Do. If you guys are familiar with that movie, so uh, I have the green suit it's jacket. Movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie, yeah. and I was I was going to try and match up with like the, you know, I quit. I quit. <laughs> um, didn't get to it though before I had a haircut. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, a couple more super chats, and then we will dive into the news. Merrick Cosworth sums it for five bucks. First, where did Rhett's face possum go? <laughs> Second, does anyone help uh, help me want to diagnose my heat pump uh, as it keeps freezing up? Ah, half sarcasm. Uh no, I've, I've dealt with my own heat pump issues this year. I'd, I'd rather not. Well, here's the thing, right? A heat pump needs to move uh, air against the temperature gradient, and yours isn't doing that. So I'd suggest starting there. <laughs> and Ryan chimes in with $5. Uh, currently setting up my new Plex server, a Z440. Thank you. Uh, nice. With a 2695 V3, 14 core, 16 gigs DDR4, RTX 2060, and 4 terabyte mirror. Transferring library now, going great so far. That's one heck of a Plex encoder in an RTX 2060. So, hope that's probably just what he had laying around, left over from gaming. You yeah. Know? yeah. Now that he can get the uh, 4000 series or whatever it is. Uh, not quite yet, but well, maybe in a he's couple planning weeks. it already. Yeah. Yep. Uh, clean your coils. Uh, also, uh, change your filter. Make sure your air filter is is clean. That that's a common one that not a lot of people get. Tech Tech Potato chimes in and says he's faceballed. Welcome to the club. <laughs> this is why people can't change the way they look. I know. I was just talking about this the other day where it's like, I want to try all these different hairstyles. I want to try all these other things, but I'm the type of guy that gets locked into a look so easy. In high school, I was the guy that wore stonewashed jeans and grunge band t-shirts. And I'm almost still that person, except somebody told me stonewashed jeans look stupid. And so now I wear dark blue jeans, like a normal person in the post-aughts. And, and yeah, I haven't, I started growing a beard because people were like, I don't know, man, I think you'd look better with a beard. And then they all made fun of me about it for years, but then I had it for 10 years. And now I, then I had a mustache. My boss let me have it every day about that thing. You're just uh-huh. like, oh, you forgot to shave again this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking for, coming from a guy who would look damn good with his own mustache. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, Ian says, uh, hey, net guy, turn it off and on again. Novella Hub says, waiting on Jeff to show his chin. Um, my wife hasn't even seen my chin, so <laughs> that's how long that's been. The one thing I found out when I shaved was just how, uh, like, you know, I, I wasn't quite the same weight I was when I grew the beard and mustache, so, uh... <laughs> It's like, oh God, who's that? <laughs> oh God, I hadn't even thought of that. The dad I, weight plus the COVID weight. <laughs> I've got to be 75 pounds heavier than the last time I saw my chin. And I'm not a big dude. I 
I'm six four. You were just that scrawny. I, I'm six four two twenty. So yeah, I was just that scrawny. So anyway, let's finally dive into the news. Unless anyone else got a super chat or a funny comment that I need to read. No. Okay, moving on. Uh, Logitech says gaming should be for everyone. It's time for gamers to wake up, no matter what your gender. You can be either gender. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I chose my words very carefully there. Speaking as I think as you one. executed you executed the joke better uh, previously. But... I I did. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was dripping with sarcasm as I'm coming on on here. I didn't want that to be taken out of context. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because in person, I, I uh, <laughs> how did I phrase it earlier? Logitech says gaming can be for either gender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking about how how uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves with the story. You guys got to see this. Yeah. So Logitech has their new Aurora gaming uh, mm. lineup. Uh, it's supposed to be quote unquote gender inclusive. Yeah. And they're laughing. They're words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people are having a good laugh about it because like it's just kind of the same Logitech crap with like a more. It's pastel. Like, it's pastel colors. It's, it's pastel a bit and slightly smaller. From, right, rather than they're just like manly black color. You know, here we have a softer color palette and other things. Right. And it's more expensive. Yes. It's that, the same Logitech crap, but more expensive. Right. It, it They say <laughs> we're, we're creating a new line called the Aurora Gaming Accessories, and they are gender inclusive because gaming takes place with any gender. Uh, but here's the deal. They're doing the same tired old thing that corporations and accessory makers do whenever they go, oh, yeah. girls exist? Yeah. They go, let's make all of our accessories 95% size, make them cute pastel blues and yellows and pinks, but we're going to charge $30 more because we need to make better margins on this product than we would for the mass products that we would sell to men. And and so where they they're trying to come off as like, you know, woke for the gamer crowd, uh it comes off as completely tone deaf. Uh it's in like my pandering, opinion. it's tone deaf. I yeah. mean, this is like that whole Bo Burnham sketch in Inside where he's just oh, like pandering, yeah. Uh, where, or when he's doing the whole thing, like, you know. Join bugles uh, in the war on Lyme disease. You know, type thing. I uh, tell them that you're against racism. In theory, in theory, <laughs> this is that. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it took a whole freaking corporate board meeting, and they go, "Hell, why don't we like create a lineup that looks like ladies will want to use it?" Well, it's gender inclusive, right? And then some guy stands up and he's like, "Yes, that way both genders, both yeah. of the recognized genders in this boardroom." get representation in the logitech lineup you assume there's female representation that's cute well <laughs> i meant recognized by the board members okay there you go there you go <sighs> anyway so like, you're right what is the opposite of what we have i don't know let's just make it look girly <laughs> right yeah uh not that it looks girly but like also it just legitimately looks like you know they're like it's 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 the same trope that you've seen trotted out time and time again for 
you know, being inclusive, like like the Lego Friends stuff. It's it's cats and dogs and taller girls with long flowing hair and and pastel Legos. That's the Lego Friends collection, and it's like no no no, girls can play with Legos too. See, we we made a a line. It's it's like my girls play with like Marvel and Star Wars Legos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? I mean, you know what Lego for girl is? Lego. Lego. <laughs> Which is like the genius thing about Legos, right? Like, I'm not saying like it was necessarily like a marketing move or whatever, but like Lego has always like touted itself as like it's like the engineer's toy, right? Right. And and like knowledge and interest and all of this doesn't know a boundary like that. Like, of course, it's going to be for everyone. Like, right. I, I don't know. I mean. Uh, it's just hilarious, but we had a good laugh about this when we saw it. Uh, yeah. the, the, and Jeff there just are, I, <laughs> killed me with that both genders joke. <laughs> either gender. Either gender. Either yeah, gender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. They didn't say all genders. They said, because uh, gamer can be either gender. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's just like the most like faux woke corporate America thing that you could pot. Like, and they're, they're ha like, <laughs> It's like they're halfway there if it was 1998, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. anyway, there, there's... It, and the thing that gets me is this is such a small lineup of products. This is literally one headset, a keyboard in both a 10 keyless and a 10 key, and a mouse. And they're all aiming for the same thing. Thing. They're they're lightweight. They're slightly smaller than their traditional gamer alternatives, and they are insanely expensive for what they are. Right. Um, the one that kills me is the headset. Uh, yeah, it's thirty dollars more. So yeah, it, it's the it's a G seven thirty five wireless headset, and <laughs> it comes with legitimately good hardware. It's got uh it. It's got the blue voice microphone. It's got voice modulation built in. It's got um, 2.4 gigahertz wireless connectivity, 56 hours of battery life. Like, you can save presets, baby. And and yeah, and it saves presets to the headset. So if you want to play on like, well, I, I know girls don't have multiple PCs, but you know, you can transfer <laughs> it to multiple PCs if you really wanted. Uh, kidding, by the way. Uh, by the way, craft computing understands that sometimes girls have more than one PC. Right, right. Um, we're an equal opportunity, you know, discriminator. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this headset with a little bit of RGB is $230. The Logitech Pro X headset, which is basically a carbon copy, yeah. um, is only $200, but it's not white and have replaceable pastel colored earmuffs, essentially. Um, their mouse is a hundred dollars for an 85 gram mouse. Like, I, I don't know the where keyboard, these prices came. The keyboard comes with a $30 premium. If, too. if you wanted this trio of hardware, it's $500, $500 for a keyboard, mouse and headset. What? <laughs> now, look, I, I know that craft computing's demographics uh, don't sway too far one way or the other, but, or, well, rather, I was going to say, if there are any uh, people in the audience right now 
Mm -hmm. Does your keyboard not work the same as everyone else's keyboard? I mean, let me know. <laughs> my let me biggest, know in the chat. my biggest, my biggest problem with the price of these peripherals is I built a solid aluminum keyboard with Gateron green switches and 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 everything. I spent like three hundred dollars on that keyboard. And my keyboard, mouse, and headset setup uh, didn't cost me $500. And you cannot tell me that what's inside these peripherals is anywhere close to the quality right. of the peripherals that I use on a day-to-day -day basis. You... That's when you got to ask yourself, Jeff, is it good enough? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Did I do it? Uh, that's an inside <laughs> joke that no one gets yet. Not yet, anyways. Not yet. Well, well, look who's inside again. <laughs> uh, Net guy sends over 20 bucks. Thank you very much, John. It's my daughter Bella's 12th birthday. The whole house oh. has cerveza sickness, except for us two. Excuse for a Fortnite 1v1 marathon. Uh, that's as good as excuse as any. So get to it, is what I would say. There is something so fun about playing Fortnite with kids. Like, I. I kind of liked Fortnite, you know, a couple years ago on it, you know, but then it kind of just kept skewing and skewing and evolving and evolving into what it is now. And you can't quite play it by yourself as an adult man, but, uh, but with kids, it's just a whole other thing. I love it. Jeff's never played Fortnite, so he can't speak to how cool it is to play with people. Yeah, uh, I I have legitimately played Fortnite one time. One time. Uh, I believe it was at CES 2019. No, it was 2018. It wasn't uh, when I was there. No, we it was not. Fortnite once. No, uh, it was... We worked the whole time, dang it. I'm, I'm trying to think... <laughs> I'm trying to think which... I think it might have been the Asus... Sweet. They had one of the the recliner triple display uh like gaming thrones set up. And and I sat down in it and the only game they had loaded up was Fortnite. So I sat down and played Fortnite for like six minutes. That is the entire extent of Fortnite. Uh, anyway, um, yes, well, that's why you suck at it. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I suck at it. <laughs> I don't Ian, know, get, Ian get says it? he's played Minecraft once, and it was at the RTX demo event. Um, really? I've, yeah, I've played... I played Metro for the RTX demo Metro, event. yeah. Metro Exodus. I, I played that for 10 minutes. Which is still my only RTX experience. Um, and I have an RTX card. I should just play some RTX games. I own Metro Last Light and Metro Last Light Redux. Um, I've only ever ran the benchmark. Nice. It was a popular yeah. benchmark and, and and a pretty accurate one as far as like mid-level DirectX 11 performance. And, uh, and so, yeah, I bought the games, but I've never fired them up except for running the benchmark. Well, there you go. 
<clears throat> to be fair, they're pretty cool games. Like, but my experience is going off of like when I was a bachelor, like circa 2012, living in an apartment and like, God. Yeah, I had like a copy that was from a friend. That's it. <laughs> and then the RTX demo. I have all of them, I think. What are you gonna do? Yep. Uh, would you buy an add-in card like Physics just for ray tracing? One that could do oh. 10 to 50 times better than a 3090 Ti. If they made an accelerator card just for ray tracing, I think there are some experiences that might be worth it. The problem is the history of accelerator cards. Um, boy, I, I can stand on a mountaintop of proprietary or dead or unfulfilled hardware uh, that was promised to be the next big thing. Uh, you've got physics cards, you've got, I mean, SLI was the big thing for a while, but was it ever not a buggy mess? No, SLI always sucked. Um, even when it was the best you could possibly do, SLI had bugs. We just kind of accepted it because it was the best way to double your frames in some games. Uh, but... Gosh, you think of uh, Creative and some of their, their 3D sound tech. Um, that it's like, it's amazing in a tech demo, but once the rubber hits the road and it's released to the public, no one ever implements it. Um, in 2017, 16, 2016, uh, I built myself a gaming PC for specifically for VR that had dual RX 480s in there. Now, why would I build a dual GPU PC in 2016 when Crossfire and SLI were well on their way out the door? Uh, well, I'll tell you, AMD had a technology called Liquid, I believe it was, Liquid VR. And Liquid was an API that was literally plug and play with every single graphics API when it came to rendering VR. It had support in Unity, it had support in Unreal, it had support in a whole bunch of other different different uh, tech spaces. And what it was, was per eye rendering, so using one GPU for your left eye and one GPU for your right eye, uh, to double your VR performance. And all that was required was for developers to add in a couple lines of code so it would send the send the, the streams to each card. Not a single game ever supported it. Not one. Too much work, man. So I've owned a physics card. Not only have I owned a physics card, I also had dual 9800 GTX plus uh, NVIDIA cards in SLI with a 9400 GT to work as a physics card after physics cards had kind of become like a dead thing. Um, I bought a second graphics card for the potential of doubling my frame rate in VR. I So I'm no stranger to esoteric and unneeded and unfulfilled add-in cards. No, I don't think I'm going to bite a 12th time on hardware on the promise of 
it'll do this one thing really well if the industry just adopts our standard because it never works look you will when it dies and you can get it for really cheap on ebay no because no one will ever use the standard and that's the problem <clears throat> you can get but physics even... cards on ebay you can get voodoo cards on ebay you can get you can get all these unfulfilled tech promises on ebay for, but for, for the dirt next cheap. thing the next thing yeah he will guys for video that's what he does yeah you're the dead hardware guy now i just made it yeah. up <laughs> uh i have i kept my original xbox because i have one particular game that i like on morrowind yeah yeah me too yeah totally no never run morrowind on xbox you're missing out uh it actually ran no no you <laughs> you were missing out uh because 20 years later i can mod this one uh <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I finally bought it. Um, no, I I, can, I still have my original Xbox and I only have one of my game discs. And it's not, I didn't keep uh, Burnout 3. I didn't keep. Yeah. It was Beyond Good and Evil. It was Beyond Good and Evil. No, I kept. The photography game. Come on. Steel Battalion. Nice. I have the Steel Battalion controller. For those nice. who have never seen or played Steel Battalion, and you want to talk I about Esoterra and, and yeah. single-use hardware, <clears throat> this was a controller for a mech. It was a mech simulator. When I say simulator, I mean simulator. Um, I mean like Microsoft Flight Simulator could, could learn a couple of things from this. Uh, it had a button or it had a toggle switch on an Xbox controller for the windshield wipers in your mech. Not making that up. Uh, but it was a giant controller with uh, two joysticks and a, and a throttle yoke and uh, a whole bunch of switches and dials and radio controls and everything else. Um, we need a video on Craft Extra for the Steel Battalion yes. setup. I think I need to set that back up. As I think I need I to run through. As soon as I saw Skull that. say that, I was like, "Oh my god!" Even Skull knows we have a channel for that now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I think that needs to be a Craft Extra video. Uh, but no, I owned that when it was new. <laughs> That's dope. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Like, I don't know if that was X Play or what, but there was some show or. Something I'm sure that... Adam Sessler got a hold of it at some point. I'm must sure, have, right? Yeah. I have my original Xbox and all the games I had for it still. So yeah, but I have every console and every game I've ever owned. Um, I do have some of my older ones. Um, I don't have any of my 16-bit era. I, I sold my SNES and my Genesis and, and whatnot. Like, I got my Game Boy right oh, here. Oh, snap. <laughs> I don't have my original Game Boy. I do have my Game Boy Color and every Game Boy I've owned since. Yeah, um, I have my Game Boy Color and every Game Boy. I have all my Game Boys. Yeah. I'd like to put my collection up against yours. Hey, you could probably, you'd probably win. I mean, I have, I have everything. <laughs> no, I don't have everything, but I do have my Game Boy. I have my Game Boy Color. I have my Game Boy Advance SP. That's when I stopped buying Game Boys. Um, and then the next handheld I got. I guess I don't have my original GBA anymore. 
I did, I did uh, at one point get rid of my original GBA. Um, I do still have my one of my SPs. I have my yeah. the 351 SP. It's it's the one with the uh, the brighter screen, the IPS screen. Um, uh, and see, and I never had a rate. I never had the original Game Boy Advance. I I had an original GBA. I also had the NES Classic Edition of the GBA SP. Um, nice. And I wish I would have kept that one. Uh, I have a Game Boy Micro. I don't even know what that is. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have a GBA Micro. Uh, I love that this all stemmed from one conversation about Logitech and right? pink peripherals. <laughs> That's where all of this came from. All right. I got my storage box right behind me, Jeff. I'm going to head in there and I'm going to pull out my collection one by one. We're doing this. Yeah. Uh, Just kidding. I mean, I mean, we could spend the rest of the show doing that. <laughs> no, because I'd have to spend too much time off camera digging stuff out and be like, Shoot, yeah, what I, box was it in? I know where my box is in the garage, but I've also got to go upstairs and get my couple of 3DSs. And like, I've got right. a couple of things scattered because like, I still use the, the 3DSs. Yours is on the other side of the house. Mine is just right here, but right. it's also like, ooh, I just happen to have all my Game Boys right here in this drawer in my <laughs> desk. So <laughs> I have other things too. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, what? As, as fun as all this is, we're getting distracted. And I, I shouldn't let ourselves get distracted because our sponsor wouldn't like that. No. No. Uh, today's video sponsored by Linode. If you've ever needed to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business, but don't have the resources or time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, or even space, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software for most of the tutorials you've seen on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS servers, VPN gateways, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find the hosting plan that fits your needs. And if, even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode also announced they are the first alternative cloud provider to provide NVMe block storage to all customers. Back in September of 2021, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit Linode.com slash craft computing and get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's Linode.com slash craft computing. And again, a huge thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Linode. We can drink for another day. We can. Although not if this heat wave keeps up. That's not true. We just got to switch to Rainier. <laughs> I, I need them to keep going. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true, Linode. It's super true. I'll, I'm going to wither away into nothing, like, you know, and, and to dust I shall return. Um, look, and I know we're not quite at 7 o'clock yet, but we just read the sponsor spot, which is the company-approved slot to pull out a new drink. We haven't even gotten to story number two yet, I know. so this is a good time. Man. Um, I was going to drink a White Claw because it's 100 degrees, okay? But I didn't. Instead, I reached for a, a Hop Valley beer. This is the Pineapple Stash House Hazy IPA, and it is just soaking wet from condensation. 
And it's a delightful uh, hazy IPA. Really good, really fruity, nice and tropical. I'm gonna drink it right now because I'm out of I'm out of drinks. Thank you, Linode, for putting this beer into my glass. Mm. Nobody judged that for. I don't know what happened. That that's a gnarly pour there. Uh, Ian wants to know if I've ever visited the Oregon campus. Uh, Oregon campus for Linode? I have not. Um, I would love to one day. What's funny is at first my brain went like University of Oregon campus. Yeah, I well then, but it's live there. So then I'm thinking like Intel. Intel. <laughs> like, yeah, I went there with. I drove you there. Like, <laughs> right. That's that was my thought. I was like, didn't we watch a whole thing about this, Ian? Quick, someone names craft named Crafts key switches. Uh, Gateron Greens are are my uh, current favorite. Although I did just get some Kale Box Blues. Yeah, and he was trying to pawn those off on me. Don't let him talk big. No, I said. Remember how <laughs> clicky everyone says my Gateron Greens are? These are clickier. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because I, I I always feel like kind of the standout in the tech community, like because I don't it it must just be my position in life in general where like everything I get is secondhand. <laughs> but like I love a good clickety clackety keyboard, but like I have this uh this uh word processor. It's a Alpha Smart neo 2 i think it's called mm -hmm. and that's got like the crummiest membrane keyboard of all time on it but i've had to have typed at least five hundred thousand words through that thing like and it's fine <laughs> you know um not that i'm, I'm not going to shake a stick at anybody's preference or anything like that um you know, if you have a preference that you just can't live without, that's great. Yeah. You know, I love a good mechanical switch. I really do. But uh, I don't know. I, I guess that's part of who I am. That and just being distrustful of widescreens. <laughs> yeah, you hate my new monitor. I hate it so much. I think it should just go to the dump and in fact i'll drive it there uh tomorrow jeff I, i'll come and pick it up and drive it to the dump you know last yeah. time i gave you a monitor it ended up in the junkyard so i believe you it. know that was one i didn't want to end up in the junkyard though i was excited for that thing <laughs> of course literally like the first thing jeff gives me a craft competing property he's like here you go dude you're gonna edit some crazy videos on this thing and i pull it out I, and it's broken. I went, hey, i'm like yeah I, I went hey rhett uh would you mind uh, trying your hand at some video editing because he, he was very inexperienced and I said I'm looking for an editor I'd like to kind of hire you because you're a lot cheaper and <laughs> um, well, and you're telling me somebody who's never edited a video is it in your price range it's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying it's exactly what I still say uh, <laughs> um, so I went what monitor do you have and he's like well I'm on like a 19 inch Dell and I went I've got a monitor that I'm not using right now. Let me send it your way. It was a 35-inch ultra-wide BenQ. And uh, I went, it's it's 
it's 99% sRGB accurate. It's 100 hertz. It's a great monitor. It's just I have nowhere to use it right now, and it's not doing me any good. So I'd, I'd rather it get used. So here. So I uh, loaded it up into the back of his car and sent him on his way. And he texts me like 30 minutes later when he got it out of the box, and there was a giant crack straight down the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, that was gut-wrenching. And then part of me, too, I was like... Is he going to blame me for this? <laughs> <laughs> I am so fired. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is like, uh, in hindsight, like, you're totally not the person, but there was that moment where I was like, wow, this, not a great way to get this started off. And I've done a lot worse things since then, and you've never lost your cool about it. It's very impressive, Jeff. It's very impressive. I have three kids. There's not a lot that can rattle me anymore. <laughs> I remember being in CES 2019 and your camera fell off your belt and oh hit God. the ground. Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> and I would have just like lost my mind. Like, and you were just like, Oh boy, this sucks. And like, you, you know, you're, you're really focused on it. You're, you're trying to fix it. And eventually like after 20 minutes, you're like, actually it's fine. <laughs> it still works. I just have to like, I don't even remember exactly, but. Okay. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll first off, I do want to get to some rando who sent over 50 Kiwi bucks. Oh, whoa! Yeah. My favorite. New Zealand chiming in. Thank you, some rando. Uh, your videos have saved me so much time and money. At home, I've been setting up two IBM X3950 X5s with virtualized M40s to donate compute to a small community of hobbyist reinforcement learning researchers. Uh, RL Jim and other open AI stuff. Thanks heaps. That is freaking cool, man. And uh, I'm glad they... They've been helpful, or at the very least, entertaining. Uh, that I love hearing stuff like that. So thank you so much. And uh, that is also super cool. Um, anyway, yeah, CES 2019. Uh, Rhett is with me as my camera guy. Uh, we have an A6000, and I have an A5100. And I had the A5100 on my hip, and it's got uh, just the the bone stock 16 to 50, uh, but it's a, it's an electronic zoom lens. And so it's not like a manual twist there. There's a motor in it and, uh, and whatnot. So it's a nice, small, lightweight lens. That's an F 3.5 at 16 millimeters. So it's a great selfie lens, you know, hold, hold the camera out in front of you and, and get a shot. That's what I had it there for. Um, anyway, we're, we were walking in a Rite Aid. That's right. Um, I, I needed some AA batteries, I think, for one of my my audio recorders. And we walked into a Rite Aid with this these giant marble tile floor uh, right on LVB. And all of a sudden, the camera drops off my hip, hits hits the ground, and then I kick it into the into the shelf. <laughs> so it was like crack, crack, like a double shot. Um, and. Uh, <laughs> My heart did sink uh, because I had just bought this camera like two months earlier and uh, and whatnot. And, and A5100s were still like $400. I mean, they weren't cheap cameras. No. Um, and uh, and I so I, I go and pick it up and I turn it on. And luckily the screen had survived. Um, but the lens uh, didn't want to extend. It, it was like just jammed. And, and every time I turned the camera on, it gave me a lens error. And, and it wouldn't do anything beyond that. And Rhett is freaking out beside me. He's, oh my god. Oh. While Rhett is freaking out, I already had like 
four alternative plans if I needed to replace this camera or this lens and where I could do so within the next 90 minutes. Um, I See, went like I, I went, who can I call? Can I get on eBay, have something delivered to the hotel? There's a fries still down the street. I know they have a camera section. I could probably go buy another lens literally right in a second. Uh, like I already had all of the the backup plans ready to roll. See, That's why I, I don't freak out. I, I wasn't like, and see, and I'm the same way in a lot of ways, but at that moment in my life, I could count the number of things on one hand that I had spent $400 on. Yeah. And like my car was one of them, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, and you're just like, yeah, I can go buy another one. And I'm like, Argh! and it wasn't Ow. like I had the money then either. Like, right. Exactly. You know, it's like, um, like, I mean, I, I've done all right for myself over the years. I've, I've, I own a house, you know, that, that kind of thing, but it, it, I've never, ever been rolling in money, not even close to it. Um, you know, I, I still live paycheck to paycheck, uh, up until like the last 12 months or so. Like this is the first bit of headwind that I've ever had in my life. And I, I worked 13 years of, of it and, and, you know, worked my knuckles to the bone up until that point. And, uh, you know, finally, I'm slightly on top of where I think I should be. Uh, so yeah, four hundred dollars was was a kick in the groin when you know if that camera were to break or if that lens were to you know it's like yeah I've got a couple hundred dollars in my checking account right now like you know I I, I had already paid for the flights there and back but food on Monday was a question yeah <laughs> and and I'm like. I could always go buy another lens. Like I don't have to eat next week. <laughs> it's See, cool. And that's, and that's where I was too. You know, it's like, Oh gosh, I do not envy this guy right now. Well, I guess we're just going to have a really good time at CES. No content. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course. And then I'm the guy too. Who's like, I mean, we both have cell phones, you know? <laughs> right. Um, actually my first CES, uh, I had originally planned on just taking my iPhone six. Um, and, uh, and doing content straight out of that. Um, and then I wound up instead, um, grabbing, uh, um, purchasing a second, like Canon handy cam. And I, I, so I shot everything on like a Canon 1080i handy cam, uh, at my first CES. So that was fun. Uh, Ian says yes. he's already got uh, his first CES 2023 engagement planned. Um, we received a couple emails already. Like, are you going to be? So, yeah, I, I don't think we have ours like set in stone because I don't know what I don't know when the big events are yet. And I usually don't like scheduling the smaller ones until I know where the big ones are at. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it's coming up and it's coming up quick. So, and with me in charge of the date book, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Ian also says, uh, Las Vegas hotels charge you $20 to receive mail. Uh, that's unless you get the, uh, the high roller suite a la Epos Vox. So I got to figure out, you know, what boxes he checked when he got his hotel. Cause he and I bought hotel rooms at the same hotel within the same hour of each other. Uh, because he's like, Hey, are you going to CES? And I'm like, I was just checking out my hotel room. And he goes, well, what hotel? I'll stay at the same one. And, and so I sent him the hotel. 
We bought the same room, the same package, the same everyone else. I wound up with two queen beds on the 13th floor. He wound up on the top floor with literally his own apartment. <laughs> he had wow. a kitchenette. He had a bar. He had like seven TVs. He had when a California King. He had a spa. <laughs> he when had you're a as handsome as Epo's box, doors just open for you. Yeah. You know? I mean... There's a reason they call him the stream doctor. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I don't even know what I'm saying, but you can't just go dead air on me when I make stupid jokes, Jeff. It makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> I was reading comments. <laughs> um, you heard it here, guys. He's reading comments. It's not that my joke wasn't Ian worthy asked, of a Ian asked when Adam checked in. Uh, Adam checked in... Three hours after I did at like three in the afternoon. I think I checked in at noon. He checked in at three. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping to get the high ruler suite next time th this coming year. So we'll see. How I think goes. next time I thought we just go homeless. We just roll. We just roll through the casinos all night long. Why pay for lodging when we can just rest in front of a slot machine? For you know, four we, hour we talked about doing a long term car review. <laughs> yeah here we go <laughs> uh does anyone even care about the news at this point or should we just keep riffing because <laughs> i'm having fun um so uh also ces 2019 uh that was during the uh government strike uh the the government lockout and uh where a number of uh, air traffic control towers had actually oh, shut yeah. down from the government shutdown. And uh, Las Vegas, uh, LV International, was on the list of like, we may shut down this week. Yeah, um, and I had Elton John tickets right. that he, night. <laughs> yeah, he had to be back Friday night for Elton John. We we got him back. But, uh, but so we rented, uh, uh, gosh, what was it? It was a Nissan. It was it was a base model Nissan. Ah, uh, gosh, Nissan Sentra. Uh, so <coughs> I was trying no. to get a Nissan Altima, and it was uh, a Sentra. It was, was, a it? Sentra. It was a Sentra. It was a Sentra. It was a Versa. Oh, the Versa. That's right. It was a Versa. <laughs> You're just going back to your, uh, you know, your. Oh, it's a Sentra, Sentra or whatever. <laughs> You don't do it right. And it's for no, Kia. Could, That's for oh, Kia. Yeah, Kia. Kia Sorento. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, we had talked about if we need to, I can just, you know, call back the rental company and say, I'm just going to return this back to Hertz in Oregon and we'll just drive home. You know, I'll, I'll pay the $200 or whatever else for the, the remote drop-off fee is. Not a problem. Uh, we already had out-of-state uh, anyway, in case we wanted to go to, uh, you know, Arizona, Grand Canyon, what it like, if, if we have a couple of hours to go do touristy things, like we can jet out of state, not a problem. Uh, so we actually talked about it and we said, if we end up doing that, let's do some content on the way home. Let's review the Nissan, uh, Versa, uh, and but, we spent all week, every time we were in the Versa, like in our commentator voice, like with the Nissan Versa, you get 
like, I can't even remember. It was like the Nissan Versa comes equipped with three cigarette butt holders. Like, yeah. Three cigarette ashtrays. And <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the 2017 Nissan Versa. Room enough for two and a half kids and no adults. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we had line after line after line. So. Yeah, that was fun. That was a great trip. Mm-hmm. D says, ew, Nissan. Ooh, fight me. Uh, yeah, you can't talk to the Nissan guy like that. Yeah. I've got a Nismo in my garage. Like, come on. Yeah, I have a leaf. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, we're one in the same. Wait. Uh, hey, don't knock it. You're looking to buy a leaf right now. This guy I... tried to buy my leaf off me with cash today. <laughs> To gut the drivetrain from. Let's let's be uh, let's call it don't what it is. Him, don't let him talk his way out of this one, guys. <laughs> no matter how you mince it, he's tried to buy my leaf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you gonna lose cred in front of all your friends? <laughs> for for the leaf? No, not when I tell him what I want to put it into. <laughs> Oh boy. Did I see PC World's YouTube channel has been removed? I had not. What? They deserved it, man. They were just constantly just, you know? Hmm. <laughs> no, I, I had not seen that. And he still doesn't see it because it's gone. <laughs> All right, somebody stop me. <laughs> Thank you, Rhett. You're welcome. Your commentary, as always, is inspired. What can I say? I learned from the best. When I spend all day in the studio with you, Jeff, I'm bound to pick up a few jokes here and there. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, not many of them we can say on the air. <laughs> no, no, no. Those uh, ones are just for us. Yeah. I love Scotch chimes in, sends over $2 in Super Chat. Thank you very much. Uh, but he's giving them to Ian. So, Ian, I guess I owe you $2. We'll meet you in Vegas, 2023. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll Ian, a... Ian, I guess your first Bud Light is on me? Not even in Vegas during CES, bro. On the strip, you can get, like, one of those $4.20 ounces. So... <sighs> I don't know, dude. I was thinking about going cheap. Who who is that? Uh, Kyle from uh, Techies, right? Is no, it no, Kyle? no. That's Brian. Brian. Why did yeah. I say Kyle? Where did that come? Kyan's, from? Kyle's Bitwit. Kyle was the last one that. I'm not confusing Bitwit Kyle with Brian from Techies. Yeah, no, it's Brian from Techies City. I'm sorry, Brian. He's never gonna see this, but he watches. Okay. Dang it. <laughs> I really screwed the pooch on this one, Brian. But uh, we got beers with Brian from Tekia City, and it was like, I'm looking here, it was like, do I keep getting craft beers or something cheap? It was like, there's not much of a difference here. No, there was not. And unfortunately, when you're drinking with Brian from Tekia City, backing out isn't the easiest option. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was a business meeting, you know? We're talking business. You, you got to keep the wheels of commerce lubricated, you yeah. know? <laughs> it, it's really fun sometimes. Um, I have quite the memory for 
for faces and events that I've done. Um, I can't remember names of people that I haven't seen in the last three years. There are people I worked with on a daily basis that I cannot remember their names right now. Uh, well, see, <laughs> there there is a, a, a sort of anthropological principle that suggests that human beings really only have the capacity to know approximately 150 people. And once you know more than that, you don't really know them, right? And that's yeah. why pre, uh, like, written age, pre, like, monetary system, yeah, you would have these bands or tribes of people that were about 150 people big, and when they got bit much bigger than that, some people would break off and go somewhere else. And that's how we as a species uh, colonize the entire planet. And why Facebook is the worst thing to ever happen to us. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough, I have about 150 friends. It, see, right, exactly. Um, yeah, and, that, and that's really what it is. It's like you have the capacity, to, I, and who knows, I, I don't know how much that that's true. That's something I read in... Uh, a book called Sapiens from Dr. Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, anyway, Noal, Noah, I don't remember. Yeah. But great book. If you guys haven't read Sapiens, go go check it out. But, <laughs> but that yeah, explains um, why you don't know any of those people anymore. They're but, gone. But like, like I, I had daily interactions with with hundreds of people, and and I could tell you every single one of their names and faces and and whatnot. And I can remember doing things for people, but I can't remember their names anymore uh, in some cir circumstances. Uh, what's really fun, though, is when Rhett goes, hey, have you seen this uh, this video by this guy? And I went, oh, yeah, that guy. No, we had beer with him in 2019. I don't know if you remember that. And and he's like, I've never seen this person before in my life. And it's like, no, we stood there at the, at the Zotac party and we talked to him for like two hours. What in the heck are you... <laughs> It was at least a 90-minute conversation. Right. You guys talked about your children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of people at the Zotac party. Yeah. And, like, I mean, Jay from Jay's Two Cents was there, and I barely remember talking to him. Uh, you know? And yep. he's, like, you know, kind of a big YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> Do I mean Boo from Zotac? Yes, I mean Boo from Zotac. <laughs> and see, and I met, I I met Kyle from Bitwit Kyle, and like barely knew who he was at the time. Yeah, what do you? He was do? just some dude. <laughs> I was there to meet somebody else, who I had already met, arguably at Las Vegas in 2019. But right, <laughs> <laughs> did I remember that? No, nope. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I, I'm the one who can remember like all the names and faces that I need to like, like randomly like walking through the halls of, of CES floor. Go, hey man, you know, I, like that's me. That's totally me. <laughs> it's like for me, it's like going to a Dave Matthews concert where like everybody acts like they know each other, but they don't. Yeah, it's just like whew. it's too much for me, man. Uh, I love scotch chimes in with 10 bucks again. Thank you very much. Uh, I have two leafs, LOL, but hate the look of them. Can't beat the uh, mile per gallon though. Speaking of transplant, we put a Model S drivetrain in a trailer. 
Uh, that sounds incredible. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Uh, secondly, uh, I want to take a Nissan Leaf drivetrain and transplant it into an 80s retro-futuristic sports car. Um, honestly, the DeLorean would be sweet because, well, the DeLorean never had more than like 120 horsepower anyway, but good luck finding one of those for less than 30,000. You're 30, never going to find that. I'm never going to find that. Um, but I want to take, and I want it to be a manual. I want it to be a manual transmission. I, 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 I have this aesthetic that I love, that, that retro-futurism aesthetic, that vision of the future from 1970. The, this is what things are going to be like and, and do, and we're going to have flying cars and, and robots that answer all of our wishes. It's not necessarily like the dream of AI or, or robot assistance that I like. It's the aesthetic of those things. It's, it's that art style. It's that architectural and mechanical design that I really, really fall in love with. And there's a lot of cars from that era that I really like. But because of the gas crisis and everything else that was going on and the and the newly founded EPA, which was like, no, your Corvette can't have 150 horsepower in a V8. So you've got to strangle that thing. So even like the, you know, 1982 Corvette, it, it's one of the weakest V8s ever produced by Chevy. It's 155 horsepower in what should have been a Corvette. And like, do you realize the Nissan Leaf? Uh, that drivetrain is 200 horsepower and almost 300 horse or 300 foot pounds of torque. That's that's 50% more horsepower and double the torque of like a 1982-84 Corvette, uh, of a Pontiac Fiero, of uh, of an RX-7. Uh, like there are so many cars from the 80s that I want to transplant a Leaf drivetrain into and turn it into the retro futuristic fast car that it always deserved to be. That's my goal. That's what I want. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the 80s had a, a vibe going. It, you know? it totally did. Like pre-internet vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not only did cars look cool, but man, they had like the coolest, cheesiest, like 80s, like fantasy movies and stuff, man. You mm-hmm. got Conan the Barbarian. Like they never make a movie like that now. Yeah. You know? Although I did watch The Northman and that was kind of like I got at, almost to the end of The Northman I was like, "Oh shoot, this is just like a modern like Conan the Barbarian almost. They really went for it, you know?" Uh, what about battery weight? Um oh, and people are chiming in about the uh the Hyundai Envision. Oh yes, I want the the 74 Envision. Holy crap. There has never been a car more custom designed in my brain. And actually, when I saw the concept photos for that is when I started thinking about this swap. <coughs> yeah. No. Um, uh, I love Scotch as I have that 500 hor- uh, horsepower Tesla motor if you want it. Um, I want to keep this affordable. That's the one thing is I, I don't want to sink 20000 into this with batteries and everything else. Like I want to find... Um, uh, I was looking on Copart and a couple other places looking for like wrecked Nissan Leaves. And uh, I actually drove by and I may have I may have done my own barn find on an RX-7 recently. I found an RX-7 perfect condition roller sitting on the side of the road uh, parked next to a house that I used to drive by every every single day. I kind of want to knock on their door and be like, give you 800 bucks for it. Um but yeah, there are so many cool cars. Yeah. Uh, but I 
I desperately want the Nissan Leaf paired to a manual transmission with a full clutch, uh, so you can actually shift gears and and get your different ratios. Um, and uh, and I desperately want it to be rear wheel drive, uh, but I want to I want to get that like fifty five forty five uh, you know weight distribution. You know I, I want to be able to to drift it and and uh, and have fun with it. Um, so I think it'd be it could be really cool, and I think it's a uh, there's so many cool cars that you could do with that. I don't want to do a Corvette because I don't want to have to modify the fiberglass. Uh, Corvette bodies, for those who don't know, are completely fiberglass. They're very lightweight, but whereas metal, you can just kind of weld where you need to add or pound where you need to bend away. Uh, fiberglass doesn't bend. Uh, and the Camaro was way too big and heavy in the day. So I really don't want an old Camaro. I don't, I don't want an old Corvette. Um, like I said, I would love like one of the import cars or, or even... Like I looked at a Pontiac Fiero, get a mid-engine rear wheel. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, man. Like the 86 Fiero. That's what you yeah. need right there. Yeah. Fiero GT. Yeah. The 86 Fiero GT. That's yeah. what I meant. Dang it, Jeff. You stole my line. We talked about this today. <laughs> 90s Volvo. Oh, God. Can you think of a more generic car? You know, I also kind of liked the um, 80s Mustang bodies. Like, people knock on those a lot. But I kind of like the Fox bodies. I really do. Yeah. How about an MR2? Um, the problem with the MR2 is the same problem with the Tacomas, and that you spend as much as a brand new car as you will getting a good condition MR2. And no one has an MR2 with with no drivetrain in it because the drivetrain is what lasts forever. <laughs> and so um, like finding a Pontiac Fiero with a blown engine, that's that's a dime a dozen. Like you can get a rolling chassis and, and you know, comes with an engine and a transmission, but you'll need to replace it. Like that happens all the time. Finding an MR2 and go like, yeah, blown head gasket and I gave up. No, that doesn't exist. <laughs> What about a 72 Duster? Honestly, what I'd love, I'd love a 240Z. Oh, if I can get a 240Z, mm, that's what I want. Um, but because of Roadkill and the Rotson, the 240Z has just skyrocketed in price, even for the clapped out rusty ones, because people want to recreate the Rotson. And it ticks me off to no end that that rusted out junk buckets from the Midwest that that literally have no frame left because of salted roads are selling for like $15,000 on 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 used marketplaces right now. It makes no sense whatsoever. By the way, Nissan is annoying and dropping the leaf line. I know they are, but the thing is the 14 through 21 leaf you can still get and uh I mean, my leaf is 2012, right? And I just bought it this year, so <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like their cars are going anywhere. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and and there's also uh, there's guys. What was it? Genesis controller. You can get a third party ECU essentially for the Nissan Leaf and all of its components. It's like 900 bucks, and uh, and you can drop in place so if you can if you can put the drivetrain into the new car you can hook up this ecu it's, it's like 15 wires and the car will bend to your will it'll you do go. whatever you want um so yeah 
I mean, yeah, it's like Nissan's dropping the leaf and they've had the only affordable electric car for the last 10 years, those jerks. You know what's really funny is I, I'm so into the idea of this project that I started looking at not only like Ford's crate electric engine, but I looked up some other <laughs> you know, like out of the box solutions and whatnot. A lot of them are ungodly expensive. Like I looked at one solution that was like for a 200 horsepower and came with a, uh, a 40 uh, watt hour battery. Um, it was like $50,000. And it's like, you guys realize that's F-150 lightning money, right? Which comes with a 600 horsepower engine and the battery, oh, and a god truck to go with it. All assembled. Like, do you guys realize that's what you get for that amount of money, right? Um, yeah. So I went, well, what if I had like 30000 to spend? What would I do? Would I would I get like a Model Y and swap it? Would I get a Model 3? Um, how about the Chevy Bolt EV, which is, again, another 200 horsepower, 300 foot-pound car that also gets like 270 miles of range. You can get them brand new for like 24000 And I went, dude. That would be a cool conversion. A brand new, because the Leafs that you find that are wrecked or, or you know, you know, get like 80 miles of range. Um, how cool would that be to have the same power, but in 280 miles of range? Yeah. But it really depends on the generation of Leaf you're looking at. Mine gets, like, literally my Leaf gets probably 40 miles yeah, uh, maybe 50, depending on the. I mean, I could drive around town probably for like two days straight. Mm -hmm. The moment I hit the highway is when my battery really drains. Yeah. Um, but do I need it for anything else? No. But I guarantee you newer generations of Leaf, you know, you're going to. No, number one, my battery is 10 years old. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it he's has, on the original kit. <laughs> yeah. Like I bought a, just a complete stock. 2012 Nissan Leaf. Yeah. It's been worn in. They got rid of it because it didn't go far enough anymore. Yeah. Um, but for me, it goes plenty far. Um, and you know, and some people are like, well, what if you have to run errands? I'm like, I plan ahead. <laughs> it's this thing that people <laughs> right. used to do, where you just think about the things that you need to do, and you do them all at once. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like if I have to run errands. I don't know. Maybe I'll charge at Jeff's house while I'm there, you know, like, or I'll find a quick charger and grab 15 or 20 minutes worth of charge. Yeah. Like there's a lot of options. It's not like i just break down in the middle of the freaking road all the time, yeah. but you get a later leaf 2017, 2018, you're going to be looking at much further range. And yeah. I'm sure that they, those have got to be coming down in price by now. I mean, maybe not quite the same as what I paid for mine, but um, you know, right. I'm the king of deals, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? Uh, king. uh, who said it? Uh, Gosh, where was it at? Need to find, oh yeah. Uh, Addy says we need a craft cars channel. Um, I agree, but my wife says I have too many hobbies already. I think we could do some craft extra videos on I think cars. We, I think we definitely could. And in fact, I'm trying to get some collabs going. So yeah. I think we could have a lot of fun. Look, with, with if you want craft that, and cars. just go, go over to craft extra with an X, not an E, and give us a sub. Yep. And like, you might see 
a car related video over there. So can I guarantee it virtually? Yes. Yep. When, eh, you know, yeah. Ian says time for bed now. Talk to you later. Later on, Ian, have a great night sleep, even though it's like three in the morning for you now. So what are you keeping regular hours now, Ian? Come yeah. on. Um, let's see. Uh, find an old kit car. Uh, Novella Hub says find an abandoned kit car. Um, actually, that was another thought that I had was going to a kit car manufacturer and trying to get like a factory five racing car, uh, like one of their 818s or the type 65 coupes. Um, they've also got a roadster uh, that that's kind of like the old Shelby Cobra. Um, the problem with a lot of those is you also need to get donor cars along with them. So unless I found a kit car that someone had already like half donored with the roller, because I'd need the axles and the transmission and everything else to go with it still, it's just infinitely expensive. Now, and the and also the problem of like getting a new kit car is I'd have to get the Leaf plus another donor car <laughs> plus the kit. Um, but uh, if I'm able to get something working, trust me, you all will find out. And uh, man, if, if I do end up building something, I'm sure I will do some build stuff on Craft Extra and maybe even Craft Computing proper. So... Craft Computing X Donut Media Collab. Uh, oh, there's so many car channels that I could I could collab with. Uh, watch JR Go. Him and I are really good friends. Um, so, yeah, like there may be a trip to Kansas with my Nismo eventually. Like that could be fun. Um, so, yeah. Hey, we do have a lot of Super Chats that we've missed. Do we? I, I, I see one from Denver. Well, that can't be the only one. Yeah. What? There's one right after Denver. Yeah. And another one after that. Yeah, I that love Scott. Got. Says he's dropping the leaf line. And he I has the 500 horsepower. There's three from I Love Scotch, then yeah. Denver. And I read, all, I read all the I Love Scotch. But did we also get the one immediately after the net guy? Uh, which was where? From Guzman. Uh, I missed the my mouse doesn't scroll straight. I will admit to that one. Which was really topical when we were reading the news. It was. <laughs> I, I, I read where did the face, face possum go. I read Ryan's at $5, which was the Plex server on the Z440 with the overkill uh, um, uh, encoder card. Uh, I missed, I missed, uh, I missed Elmo's with, uh, my mouse doesn't scroll straight. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Which, by the way, that's a great line. <laughs> Especially for the story. It was we so reading. topical and I'm sorry I missed that one. Uh, Denver chimes in with five bucks. Imagine if the batteries only charged to 80% unless a road in, in road trip mode. Yeah, unless in road trip mode, better battery packs would last 10 to 20 years instead of 4 to 7. Um, actually, a lot of manufacturers are starting to do that with preferential cell charging and things like that. To They'll put 60 watt hours of battery into a car, but let you access 50 of it. Well, kind of the same way that SSD manufacturers are, are giving you 
um, calling them 960 gig SSDs, even though they're 1024, they're sectioning off a section or they're sectioning off some NAND flash to allocate to dead cells later on. Well, and, and to his point, even my Nissan Leaf, which is 10 years old at this mm -hmm. point, uh, it has that feature built in mm -hmm. that you can engage or disengage. And yeah. when I started driving it, um, it took me a while to figure out that that was something that had been set up a long time ago and that I needed to fully charge it to 100%. It had the 80% timer engaged every day. And you can actually even change it in the Nissan Leaf, the one that mm -hmm. I have, where it's like Monday through Friday, it's 80%, Saturday and Sunday, it's 100%. And you can even change it to less or more. Yeah. But, um, but the 80 and the 100% are kind of like the two sort of flagship charging modes. So like, that's a thing. And I think that that's might be part of why my Leaf, la like, I don't know. You know, my leaf is old, but it only has 60,000 miles on it, too. It's not like it's got the standard, like, 100,000 for 10 years, you know, or more. So it's it's a little bit more lightly driven than other cars, at least gasoline-powered cars that I've had. So, yeah. but it might be because that was uh, an option that they used, so. Yeah, sorry, my phone just went off, and it doesn't usually go off this time. Uh, uh, oh, we're just getting subscriptions to Craft Extra. Awesome. You guys rock. Keep doing that. I, I still have the uh, the subscriber notification, email notification for Craft Extra. So anytime someone subscribes to Craft Extra, I get a little blink on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel good when we're like at 270. <laughs> so great. We're literally, uh, what, a thousand times less than what Craft Computing oh, has. I plan but... on doing a car trek. Dude, if I could ever do a car trek, if I could ever buy a hoopty and and be on it with them, holy crap. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> I think that's a collaboration in and of itself. Um, and in fact, I've thought of doing some, some automotive YouTuber collabs where it's like, um, I'll do some network stuff for you, you do some automotive stuff for me, and then... I'll do some track stuff and you try to do some gaming stuff and, and we'll like, you know, go back and forth. Like, I think that could be a heck of a lot of fun and a lot of fun to watch. Um, but also like, I'm kind of a gearhead myself. Like, like I, I'm a gearhead who has never really spent the money that's required to be called a gearhead, but I work on my own cars. I can do my own stuff. Um, and I read about it all the time. If I'm not watching tech or music YouTube, I've got automotive YouTube on, or I'm watching Motor Trend, or I'm watching Roadkill, or Top Gear, or whatever else. Uh, so, my dream car is legit a 2012 RX-8, says Devin. Love that body style with the touring kit. Oh man, that gets me going. Uh, as someone who their dream car, uh, like in college, was an RX-8, so you've got the 2003-2004 RX-8. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about with the touring trim because you get the little silver accents on the on the engine vents on the side. Um, you get the the silver trim around the the Dorito on the back by the exhaust. It, it's got so many little extra features on it. Um, honestly, I would love to. My ultimate car that I would like to find right now is an RX-8 with a blown engine and do a leaf transplant with it. Actually, scratch that. 
I want a freaking Turbo JRZ or uh, uh, 2JZ. I want a Turbo 2JZ RX8 swap. That's what I want. <laughs> Screw electric. We're going straight Japanese turbo. <laughs> Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself, Jeff. I agree wholeheartedly. I, that's you're in that, so far sounds, over your head right now. Right? Sounds so fast, dude. Like be like this, like so fast. <laughs> Two hundred foot uh, pounds of torque, dog. You sound like Cat Williams trying to keep up with the conversation right now. <laughs> Anyone ever notice how automotive YouTubers are all, yeah. It's <laughs> exactly what you look like right now. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, you know? <laughs> ever notice how the automotive tech YouTubers are like calling you out, dog? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you sound like Cat Williams. Cool. Yeah, I do. You know? <laughs> what else can I say? I mean,. Just keeping it real. Ruin the weight balance? A 2JZ is not a heavy engine. And yes, it's going to be heavier than than the, the the rotary, but yeah, four-rotor swap RX-8 or nothing. Yeah, I like to drive my cars for more than 20,000 without a complete engine change. So... <laughs> oh. Boost Nailed goes in, apex seals go out. You can't explain that. Yeah, you can't. You can't do it, guys. And I know there's people who say you can make rotaries reliable, and they lie. Yeah, so, they just want to sound cool. Brett, stop it. <laughs> I'm right there with you, bro. Okay, what is liquid piston? Yeah, exactly. Liquid piston no, no, is... No, I'm asking you, and I can hear your keyboard because I gave you one. My keyboard is right here. No, liquid piston is actually... It's pretty cool. Like Rather than the gas expanding the piston... You have liquid expanding the piston. Incorrect. I'm pretty close, though. No, liquid piston is a company. We'll start That's with that. That's what I said. No. <laughs> liquid piston is an inverted Wankel engine, where a rotary engine... Okay, a Wankel engine? Uh, you're just making stuff up to make I'm me total, look stupid. I'm total, well, <laughs> you're doing that all on your own. So a Wankel engine is a yeah, traditional a rotary engine, engine. right here. Yeah, I got your Wankel. <laughs> Well, that oh, escalated ahead, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds go like ahead. Jeff would get along well with Rich and Rich Rebuilds. Time to meet Uncle Rich. I'd love to freaking work with Uncle Rich. <laughs> he and I have no. a similar sense of humor, too. Uh, I really need to know what the Wankel engine is that now. Uh, Wankel is an RX-8 or RX-7 rotary engine. Exactly. It's the rotary engine from that. It's why they call it a Dorito. It's because the rotor is shaped like a Dorito. It has a little rounded triangle shape right like a dorito like a dorito it's a shape like a triangle so dorito dorito is is a mazda rotary engine which was designed by wankel which is why it's called a wankel engine now the liquid piston is an invert of that where it's actually like almost like a figure eight is the rotor and it's spinning inside a housing but the rotor itself is making the seals instead of relying on apex seals that are on the on the rotor. Um, isn't the liquid piston a much smaller engine, though? Yes, but also no. Uh, liquid pistons 
prototype engine is much smaller. It's like 600cc. Uh, and it's not even all that powerful. In fact, I think it's only like like 130cc. Like it's super tiny. Um, but they've proven in uh, simulations that it can be scaled up. Uh, uh, didn't the Sasorio uh, or uh, Sorico, there we go. Sorico also used the Wankle. Uh, I think it might have. I know there's a, there is a motorcycle that used a Wankle variant design. I think the Sorico was also on there. Um, you can make rotary reliable, but it needs a consistent RPM. It cannot do well in a car with a transmission. It needs to be part of an indirect drive hybrid or CVT. Yeah, there's talk that Mazda is bringing the rotary back, uh, but it's going to be um, as an electric generator for an electric powered car. And so you'll you'll put gas in the car, but then electric drive with, so it'll be a hybrid drive system. Yeah, um, you guys didn't hear about that? Okay, can you give me the Mazda prototype name for that one? Yeah. Um, it's the Mazda Triple X 666. No. Triple X 69. That's what it no. is. No. The 69 420? Scirocco. Thank you. Am I getting close? I've never heard Scirocco ever pronounced. Like, <laughs> it's just one of those cars that. I've always seen and go, oh yeah, that VW, like, Scirocco, sure. I know the Scirocco. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who have uh, also claimed that the rotary and the Wankel can be made reliable by mixing oil. There's a lot of pre-mix systems that you can design and, and aftermarket premix system so you can literally have a reservoir of oil that feeds your engine like a two-stroke like there's a lot of fun stuff out there uh for for mazdas and rx7s rx8s but in the end there is a design flaw and that the apex seal has to continue to seal and it has to be a flexible material that can maintain a seal and if it doesn't seal well boost and compression kind of stop so Fun Could have stuff. said it better myself. Yeah. We well, see the boost comes from the air coming in. Compression is one of the strokes inside of an engine. Right, right. Yeah. I know compression. Yeah. I use Pro Tools, you know? <laughs> I know NVENC. <laughs> if it does not seal, you have a milkshake. Yeah. Unfortunately, Wankel milkshakes do not bring all the boys to the yard. Uh, what else should we talk about? We had a couple X79 comments. I saw there was a comment earlier on talking about the cost benefit. Uh, Mateo. Mateo chimes in and says, I5 12400 or 12600K for my RTX 3060 Ti. Greetings from Columbia. Greetings. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for watching the show. Um, uh, honestly, for 3060 Ti, I'd probably still just go with a 1200 or 12400. Um, the 12600K is a great CPU, but if you do the cost benefit analysis of getting all of the performance, that nth percentile 
out of a 12600K where you're overclocking it, where you've got DDR5 memory and applications that DDR5 actually matters, and you've got a cooler that can support it and possibly a thermal grizzly uh, bracket to hold it down to get a smooth mounting surface. Um, the 12400 sounds better and better all the time. Um, so is the performance better with the 12600K? Yes, but you're also possibly introducing some more issues, lingering things, and increasing your cost to get that extra 5 to 7% out of it. Um, yeah. The 12400 is already a dynamite processor, and I think, it, God, it's under $200. It's like $179, at least in, in our neck of the woods. I don't know what it is in Colombia. Um, $12400, 193 uh, $12400F, $175. Um, so, yeah, those are well worth the even in, in my area, almost $100 off. Uh, that's $269 versus $175. Uh, yeah, $12,400 all the way. Yeah, uh, people were making uh, wish lists for my uh, automotive YouTuber collaborations. Tyler Hoover, the dumbest automotive channel in all of YouTube. Yeah, I think that would be a fantastic collaboration myself. Look, you guys go over to their channels and you start bugging them in the comments. Hey, you need to get Craft Computing to come over, uh, which I've already been talking to at least one of those automotive channels uh, about possible collaborations, both tech and automotive related. Um, I'm hoping to get a couple others here and going. Uh, make a F Nissan Figaro Resto mod with a Leaf drivetrain. That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. Um, Here's the thing. I'm also one who is not one for leaving the classics alone. Uh, I don't mind outside the box thinking to produce power or <laughs> Toyota Tracel hatchback transplant. <laughs> uh, Novella, I love you. There's a reason I keep you around. Uh, yeah, Toyota Tracel hatchback transplant. You ever seen a Toyota Tracel, Rhett? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can never get it out of my head whenever I hear Toyota Tracel. I have to think of the Jeffries sketch from Saturday Night Live with uh, Will Ferrell and, and whatnot. And uh, I forget the guy's name, but he comes in to Jeffries, which is like the posh, uh, you know, boutique store. Uh, this is Jeffries. You need to go away. Um, he's wearing a Mickey Mouse Letterman jacket. And uh, I think they said he drove like an IROC or something. And he's like, for your information, it's a Toyota Tercel. <laughs> I can never unhear that. Uh, My buddy used to have an old uh, like 1970s uh, Fiat convertible uh -huh. that can never get to run unless you're pouring like gas like directly into the engine. Yeah. But I, I wonder if that was It's be, usually how engines been, work. Well, I mean, it was like <laughs> one of those things like fuel pump didn't work. You had to like put like high octane gas like right yeah. into it. Like literally one person sitting in the driver's seat with his foot on the gas. The other person is like pouring gas into the engine. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
that would probably be a sexy little car to to do something with. Um, I do have a request to talk about at least the title story. Seda is the new Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, I think we do need to address that. That's a good point. We can't exactly make it the title I, story, right? I can't make it the title story and never get to the news. Uh, to even, be fair, uh, it's a fun story, but it it's not really a. It's not like newsworthy. It's just like a fun story. Correct. Techno PC says, "Craft, good night and hug from Brazil." Hello, uh, I would like to ask you about setting up a server to host game servers. Uh, join the Patreon. Uh, honestly, if if you want like my direct attention, join the Patreon. It's a dollar a month. Uh, minimum donation. More gets you some more access and whatnot. But uh, join the Patreon. Get on the Discord server. Uh, ask me all the questions you want, and I respond to pretty much any ping. Uh, there's a lot of uh, the rest of the community there that can help answer questions as well. But Overall, it helps keep the lights on around here, and uh, you'll get a chat directly with me. So, sorry I took your comment and turned it into a uh, 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 a shill well, moment. To be but... fair, though, you know we're doing a live thing, and we're about to move into a news story. It's nothing against your question. I'm sure it's a great right. question, right? That's right. Um, I, saw, I saw you ask some higher up, and I just didn't get to them. But yeah, uh, if anyone has any further questions, jump into the Discord. Like that's that's yeah. where. That all happens. Novella Hub has a really good slogan for it. One dollar, make them holler. That's right. That's right. I like that. That's a pretty good one. All right. What do I mean by SATA is the new Wi-Fi? Well, uh, this is a very interesting attack vector. Um, Now, what I will say is you don't need to remove all your SATA drives. You don't have to patch your systems. This is not something you're really going to need to worry about in the real world. But it just goes to prove that inside of a lab, uh, exploits that can potentially lead to issues down the road when higher bandwidth systems come available or more EMI is broadcast out, electromagnetic you know, pulses, whatever else, um, it's something to be aware about. Uh, and there are researchers who devote their entire time to... Uh, making sure that data stays secure. And this is one of those instances. So air-gapped systems can leak data over SATA cables acting as Wi-Fi antennas. (laughs) Now you hear that and you go, hide your SATA, hide your Wi-Fi, right? Like that's that's the whole joke. It's a clever joke. It's a clever joke. Um, Anyway, uh, the head of the R&D at the Cybersecurity Research Labs at Ben-Gurion uh, University in Israel showed a theoretical attack to steal information directly off SATA drives and data in transit using nothing but a Wi-Fi antenna. Now, this is a very narrowband attack. And when I say narrowband, I... To the infinitesimal amount... Narrow By the way, band. this is not this is not using a Wi-Fi antenna. This exploit turns the SATA cable into, into a Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi right. antenna, right? Because it broadcasts in a very, 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 very thin band on the radio uh, frequency, right? And it's theoretically like when you, if you actually scroll down, you can kind of see like how they were able to <laughs> do it. Uh, as far as, um, it, it doesn't look like it would be, uh, 
you know, what, what am I trying to say here? Uh, they're basically able to turn some of the data transmitted through the SATA cables into electromagnetic signals that they could then interpret. And they were able to, in the laboratory, uh, transmit the word secret. Right. Literally just by, you know, doing regular processes on their computer. Right. And and giving different pulses off of between the SATA drive and the computer. So this is an air-gapped system. There is no network connected to it. Um, Now, for those wondering, the radio channel is between 5.9995 and 5.9996 gigahertz. Okay. Very narrow band. (laughs) Very Um, narrow band. But using a piece of malware installed onto a system that simply had a SATA drive attached to it, when data was in transit between the drive and the SATA controller, that SATA cable was able to broadcast via standard Wi-Fi signaling, uh, and they were able to essentially transmit zeros and ones. And uh, translating that broadcast into binary gets you secret, gets you the word secret. So this is not a fast attack. It is not an attack that you're likely to see deployed, but it is always very, very interesting to see the lengths that security researchers will go through to test viability of locking down systems. And honestly, EMI has been a source of security vulnerabilities in the past. USB itself is vulnerable to different radio wave attacks when it comes to keyboards transmitting zeros and ones over an HID interface. Uh, So that's a human interface device. That's the driver that's used inside of Windows, Linux, Mac, whatever, to work with your keyboard, your mouse, your joystick, your things like that. Um, You can read the radio waves off of those USB cables within a certain proximity if they're not being encoded and you can literally read the keystrokes off of a keyboard by being close enough to the USB cable. And you might think, well, that's a far-fetched attack. You can use a Raspberry Pi as a software-defined radio to read the keystrokes off a USB cable. That's a ver- that is a verified working attack and an attack vector that people working in high security areas do need to be aware of. So while you might think this one is so esoteric and so out there in the weeds and so unprobable as to like it had to happen inside of a lab, you're correct. But there's a lot of attacks that have in the past only happened inside of a lab that then grew to actual exploits in the real world. Spectre, Meltdown, Memory Execution, Speculative Execution, all of these things started somewhere. Pretty wild. (laughs) Novella says, I can hear Jeff's keyboard from here. Those gather around green send that signal far and wide, baby. Uh, Addy says, Gute Nacht, mein Freund.
Uh, you can see his key clicks reflected off his glasses. Uh, oh, you can't. <laughs> Another exploit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We did get another $5 super chat. Thank you very much. I love scotch. I too Again. love scotch. Thank uh, you. I picked up PCI Leech the other day. PCI Bus to USB-C. I'm doing DMA attacks, uh, i.e. read live RAM and target on the target PC before the OS is booted. Um, I've heard of that. I've, I've heard of uh, using uh, PCI post uh, cards as well as a couple of other devices to literally bypass security measures within, you know, lockdown systems, uh, getting around uh, TPM devices and things like that. Uh, so yeah, that's another area of exploit that not a lot of people would think feasible, but there's a couple known truths in this world. Uh, if you make something idiot proof, humanity will make a better idiot. And <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, and security researchers have to be right and, and, network security professionals, they have to be right and accurate 100% of the time. Attackers only have to be right once. Yeah. And it, it's the same thing for a lot of different industries, but research facilities like this are what keep these vulnerabilities from growing and from becoming issues in the future, in future revisions of hardware. Um, and so while... Again, this seems really stupid to to most people. Uh, and, and again, the air-gapped receiver had to be within 3.9 feet or 120 centimeters to actually receive data from the machine. So you have to practically have physical access to an already malware-infected PC for the SATA cable to be able to broadcast at the proper frequency for you to receive it and actually receive data. But it's because of research like this that makes sure future vulnerabilities are shut down before they happen. Enhance. Enhance. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's saying uh, that, like D was saying that uh, pre-radio or pre-radar radio techs could hear incoming planes from the EMI from their engines. Yeah. And he has a radio manual that mentions it. And someone else said, I remember watching a video about the CIA reading computer screens a mile away simply from based on the frequency that the monitors were putting out. Um, Which is like, I, I feel like we... I hadn't heard that one. Uh, what I can tell you is Tom Scott on YouTube actually did a fantastic video just a couple of months ago about geo and time stamping videos based on the EMI hum that is being broadcast in the background of video broadcasts. And so what that means is, let's say I take my phone and I record a video or record audio on my phone. There, in most cases, uh, because US uh, uh, electric grid is based off 60 Hertz, the UK electric grid is based off 50, and most of the, most of the world is based on either 50 or 60 Hertz. Um, 
However, there are slight fluctuations in that within certain geolocation areas and certain times of day. And so if you as the local authority or the local electric company record the frequency that your electric grid is currently running at, at the time that it is running, you can, based off an audio recording, time and geolocate that audio recording based nothing but the EMI hum that is happening in the background of that audio. I mean, you know, what's even what's crazier is like, okay, that sounds like it's fairly easy to do like algorithmically or whatever. Yeah. But there's literally a dude on TikTok right now who plays this game that I love called GeoGuessr. And he can guess very accurately. So GeoGuessr, for those who don't know, you see a picture from Google Maps, like street view or whatever. Yeah. And it's randomly places you somewhere in the world. And you have to then put a pin on the world map of where your Google street view is. And the closer you are, the more points you get. And there is a person who can like accurately guess where he is from a random street view picture that he saw for literally 0.5 seconds. A person can do that just from visual. And this guy's on TikTok, uh, like Google, like GeoGuessr guy or something. I'm sure that that's a thing. <laughs> um, and uh, there are a and couple so, of people like, pointing out that uh, social engineering is still much more adept at stuff like this. Social engineering has always been and will always be a security yeah. threat and one of your biggest security threats to whatever your organization is. Uh, yeah, Divya Noloff. Uh, oh, I said point. I said point five seconds. By the way, it's point one seconds. Wow, that this guy can guess it. And if you literally Google GeoGuessr guy TikTok, he's like one of the top uh, results. Yeah, uh, yeah, Divi Noloff says, uh, or Net Guy says, Divi Noloff would be another brilliant guest. I would love to to have a conversation with Divi sometime. <laughs> I've I've interacted with him a couple times on Twitter, but I I am a huge fan of his work, uh, Red Team Alliance, and uh, elevator hacking videos and things like that. Um, yeah, no, he would be a fantastic one to sit down and talk to things like this about. Um, yeah. There's another one I always forget his name. It's a really stupid, simple name. I mean, not a stupid name, but a stupidly simple name. Um, he has a talk from years and years ago that wasn't a DEF CON talk, but it was a similar security conference about no-tech hacking. Not low-tech hacking, no-tech hacking. Yeah. And it goes in and he shows pictures of um, uh, potential marks or potential industries that he needs to, uh, to infiltrate or get information from. And... Uh, He'll show you the a, a picture of, um, he goes, I took this picture of a guy in an airport. What does he do? What is he traveling for? And they're like, that's the air marshal. Well, how can you tell? Well, he's got the Oakley sunglasses and he's, you know, former military. He's high and tight. He's got, he's got the Doc Martens and he's got the, the, the Benelli hat on. It's like, yeah, that's our air marshal. Okay. Uh, what can you tell me about, about anything else about him? Like what, what's his equipment? What is he carrying? What is he? And, uh, um, oh, by the way, he also got up and entered the plane when the uh, children and elderly were getting on the plane. It's like, oh yeah, that's definitely the air marshal. Um, well, you know, he would surely never, you know, use insecure messaging and, and he had like Windows 2000 and ICQ up on the screen. And uh, uh, um, Johnny Long, thank you, Johnny Long. 
Johnny Long, No Tech Hacking. It's one of my favorite YouTube videos. Um, thank you, Dane. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, go watch Johnny Long, No Tech Hacking. Um, if you want to get into more of the social engineering and off-the-cuff uh, style stuff. Uh, because that one video will change your perspective on social engineering. Um, Johnny Long's entire talk reminds me of the very old saying, you can go anywhere you want if you look important and carry a clipboard. Uh, look like you belong. Look the part. Uh, you can be the FedEx guy. You can be the Comcast guy. You can be the AT&T or the Verizon guy. Um, and basically just walk onto a site and act like you're there to do a job. And even in my professional life, when my professional life was not red teaming, it was, I'm in IT and I'm annoyed that I have to be here. And I can walk into a network closet and go, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Robert sent me down. I've got to look at this thing. God, I got to get out of here by four o'clock. You know, can you just help me out? Oftentimes they would open any security door that I wanted. It's like, now, I needed to get in there professionally, and Robert actually did tell me to come down, but how the hell do they know that? They never checked. They never looked at my ID. They never did anything else. And it makes, yeah, orange vest hacking is another way to put it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a great thing to be aware of, even if you're not in the industry. But... Uh, you know, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of who's coming and going, be aware of the stories that are being told and be aware that you, even as adept as you are, can probably be manipulated by someone who looks important, carries a clipboard, has a FedEx badge on, um, drives the right truck, says, uh, well, yeah, yeah, Johnny sent me down here to take a look at this thing. You know, yeah, I don't know. Robert was on about this one thing, blah, blah, blah. Like any convincing story can get you into just about any building. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one of the things like, uh, say what you will about the show, but there was a, a, a show there for a while called uh, Mr. Robot with uh, Remy oh, yeah. Malik. And I really appreciated the show. And one of the things that they did is like, it's all about hacking and all this sort of stuff. But like the number one form of hacking they do most often is just social engineering. Mm -hmm. They're literally just tricking people that they belong there. And they're, you know, it's not like they're sitting there like, you know, it's not like hackers, you know, in 1990s, like, I'm in, I can shut down Intel, you know, it's like, no. Uh, my, I'll leave you with this. My, my favorite story about no tech hacking was uh, Johnny was, ta Johnny Long was tasked to get into a building, had a million dollar uh, security door that he said you could drive a Mack truck into and the truck would bounce off and the door would laugh. And, uh, and he goes, I was there at the site with another guy and we're watching people walk in and out all day. And all of a sudden this guy that I'm with says, I need to go back to the hotel room. And, uh, and he goes, well, I, I need something from the hotel. And, uh, he comes out with a washcloth and a, a coat hanger. And, uh, he goes, I'm expecting this guy to like, you know, break out his laptop and, you know, you know, robot ninja into this, this building. And he goes, no, I'm watching this door and it's it's got like triple authentication, but the RTE, the request to exit, is a capacitive touch bar. And so if you get it wet for long enough with the right thing at the right angle, the door will just open. And so instead of a badge or retina scanners or RFID or, or any other kind of encryption or authentication method, he literally slipped a wet washcloth under a door, flipped it up, and open the door.
And beyond social engineering, your weakest point of your security is going to be the one that people exploit. And uh, that was always a fantastic eye-opener whenever I talked to potential clients about their physical security in buildings that I was taking over or things that I was managing. Uh, it's like, well, we need to have all this, you know, access control and cameras everywhere. And I went, great. Who's going to watch the cameras? Do you have a full-time person to watch cameras? Well, no, we don't have that in our budget. Well, your security has 30 other tasks and watching cameras is probably going to be the lowest thing on her list. Well, no, we'll train her to... No, if she's a secretary, she's a secretary. Is, is she going to get up and stop someone walking into the building who shouldn't be there? Does she know the cards that, that need to be accessed? Does she have the right authority to... I don't know. But chances are, if she's a secretary, she's not going to be watching the camera for eight hours a day. She's going to be watching it for like seven minutes a day. And to be fair, I've been that guy paid to watch cameras for eight hours a day. And even you sucked at it. Oh, dude, I'm reading books. How do right? you think I read... How do you think I read Song of Ice and Fire? I didn't get through five <laughs> books that were 500,000 words a piece by like going home and reading on my free time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love getting into conversations about uh, both building security, IT security, lock security, um, because the people who often make the decisions are not the people who should be making the decisions. And... And the security that makes you feel better is not the security that actually secures your building. So, yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Anyway, it is 8 o'clock. It is the previous start time for the show, but it is actually our end time for the new show. Denver sends over $2 before we quit. Thermal motion RTE triggered by canned air. Yeah, that's one of my favorites is the uh, upside down can of canned air. Shoots out a little cloud of CO2. Uh, that'll trigger most thermal or motion request to exit sensors. And so you can take canned air, put it between a door crack and, and pull the trigger and the door will open up. Nice. <laughs> there are so many little fun hacks to access control because of either ADA compliance or request to exit or just straight up convenience. Uh, because people are like, well, I don't want to scan my badge on the way out too. Cool. Well, that's a non-authenticated door opening then. Yeah. Guess what? Someone else can you probably use that. Uh, I Love Scotch says, uh, got one PB online uh, via SAS SATA disk arrays. Uh, project for now is winding down. What should I do with it now? Uh, oh, other day bought WinRAR license, LOL. Ah, <laughs> oh, look at the high roller with his WinRAR license. Man, I wish and I made that kind of stop super chats tonight. I, I mean, I mean, screw the fu money. I I just want I bought WinRAR money. That, that's that's the stuff <laughs> I want to throw in people's faces. Someday, Jeff. Someday. Anyway, thank you all so much for watching episode 245 of Talking Heads here on Craft Computing every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Check us out over on Patreon. Check me a dollar and uh, get access to the exclusive Discord server where you can. Chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. Make sure you subscribe to Craft Computing if you haven't done so already. Check out Craft Extra for clips from this show, as well as some other exclusive content that will likely air over there. Who knows? Maybe the odd car electric build will be over there eventually. Uh, Rhett, any good of the order? Anything to plug for yourself? 
No, nothing good of the. I think that this has been a, a historic show. We got through two stories, um, <laughs> which has been great. I, I only, only the second one because it was requested, and somebody asked for it. And if it wasn't in the title, would it have been requested? Not at all. So, thank you for holding us accountable. This has been a really great time. We will see you all over in the after show. If you are a member of the Patreon, so inclined to do so, one dollar a month gets you exclusive access. Otherwise, guys, I'll be back here in two weeks. You enjoy uh, Steve co-hosting next week. We'll uh, be doing this 6 p.m. One true time, Pacific time, rather. For the foreseeable future. Yep. Well, we've been here for 245 episodes. How about at least 245 more? Why not? Sounds good to me. May as well. Thank you all so much for watching. And as always, we will see you next week. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Cheers, all. Peace. Peace?